This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Yeah, very good points about sedentary behavior. How do you see about the psychological aspects of sedentary behavior? It's probably quite different than physical activity, which is usually intentional in a way. And sedentary behavior, we are often forced to do it when we work. What kind of measures, questionnaires we would use need to develop? Like for physical activity, we have a lot of kind of different things like how is the motivation, how ready you are, and a lot of different ones. What kind of measures from the psychology of sedentary behavior you think we would need? The thing about the psychological factors is the same psychological variables or psychosocial variables derived from theories like social learn, social cognitive theory and trans theoretical model and these pretty typical well-used psychological models, the same variables tend to apply across behaviors. Hmm. All of those models have generate, have been used to generate measures of self-efficacy, stages of change for every behavior. Hmm. So the issue is to apply those models and what we've learned from prior measures based on those models to sedentary behavior and maybe differently for different populations. Our group has actually developed those psychosocial measures for sedentary behavior for adults and adolescents and has some validation work of those. I can't tell you how much those have been used, but we have done that. And again, the same process. We start by talking to people about what are the barriers. If you wanted to become less sedentary, what are the barriers to reducing your sedentary time? What is What influences you to increase your sedentary time? So we use the pros and cons. We use self-efficacy and social support. We use the mechanisms of change to ask, are people actually doing things specifically to help themselves reduce sedentary time? So we've done this and others have too. So those measures, or at least initial versions of those measures exist. Yeah, so interesting points about measures and the development of those. If we jump a little bit to the new tech and the wearables and digital health platforms, How do you see the technology shaping the future of behavioral nutrition and physical activity and the research of those? You mentioned earlier a little bit about the apps and so on. So uh, with your experience, how do you see that the wearables and platforms could play in the future? Yeah, for both measurement and intervention? Yeah. I think the wearables are seem to be the future or the present and the future physical activity and sedentary measurement. As I said, I've been a a proponent of getting the best measures we can of physical activity. 
<laughs> and so self-report is not ideal. It will never be ideal. It is useful for some purposes, but not highly accurate. I think using accelerometers has helped the field. It has helped us get a better sense of how active people are or are not. But I have to say, I have been very disappointed at with the development of how the accelerometer industry has developed over time. And my, a big example is in the U.S., we had in the mid 2000s, like 2006 to eight, I think, we had the first population-based assessment of physical activity with objective measures using an accelerometer. And I thought that was very important. Although the way the data were processed and the estimates based on how the data were processed, I thought were inaccurate. So we really, and then the next time they used accelerometers in Haynes, they didn't put it on the waist, they put it on the wrist, they used raw data. And from my point of view, they still do not have a particularly well-validated way of interpreting those raw data. So as I see it, the technology, the hardware has been good, but the software and our management of the software has not really been effective. Basically, it seems like every lab uses its own way of interpreting or processing the data. I had a colleague, a coworker who did a measure, who did a review of the use of accelerometers in children and found a lot of diversity on every dimension of the methodology. For most sedentary behavior and physical activity researchers, collecting the research data is one of the most frustrating steps of a project, especially as inefficient data collection steals too much of your precious time causes unnecessary stress and hassle, and can easily derail progress of your project. This is why we devised a revolutionary new way to collect data, introducing Fibian Sense Motion, the beginning of a new era. Fibian Sense Motion is a cutting-edge next-generation system that allows you to easily and remotely collect, store, and manage data. Our solution features a tiny, waterproof device that captures the sedentary behavior and physical activity data, a mobile app for automatic uploading of the data from the device, and a cloud service for managing the data. Even better, all collected data is GDPR compliant, and you have access to automatically analyzed variables of activity types and raw 3-axis accelerometer data. Don't compromise on the quality of your research or the project timeframes. Discover the convenience and power behind our solution at sense.fibian.com. That is S-E-N-S dot Fibian, created by researchers for researchers. And how they defined non-wearing time in the cut points that they used for activity, in the software that they used to process the data. 
so that even though they used the same device, you couldn't compare results across any of the studies. Mm. I think our, the lack of standardization is a problem mm. for us. And one that we have struggled with our international studies to use the same devices, to process them in the same way so that we could compare results across countries. Because if you don't have that ability to control some things or to process it centrally, you can't compare and you can't have trust in the comparison. So I think we have mismanaged the process so that we have prioritized innovation. And innovation is good, but that innovation has meant that we can't make sense of our data. Hmm. And that's not good. So I think there needs to be a higher priority on using some kind of standardized way of processing the data or to do research so that we create harmonized methods across, let's say, different kinds of accelerometers to so that the data can be compared or to determine whether it is possible to make them comparable. From a public health point of view, I think we've shot ourselves in the foot with the way that we've used objective data because we can interpret a lot of it. So I think there's strengths and weaknesses. And I think over for any individual study, the objective measure is great. We can learn a lot. Trying to find out, trying to compare across studies, trying to assess population change, I think we have not done well. Yeah, I think a really good point. I think ProPass is doing now good work, at least trying to standardize the Taiwan and maybe other parts. It's been really interesting discussion. We have discussed quite a bit, so I don't want to take too much of your time. Do you have any final remarks to end this episode? Yeah, let me make two quick points. All right. So the first point I want to make is that I encourage all physical activity researchers to become physical activity advocates and to advocate for more resources for physical activity research, but also for more resources for physical activity intervention and to encourage public health departments to make it a higher priority and better funding. And also, everybody lives in a neighborhood. And I encourage everybody, whether you're a physical activity researcher or not, to be an advocate for improving built environments for physical activity and policies in your city and in your country. So I think we should all speak up. I, I often tell people one of the problems we have as a field is that we are too nice. We don't demand change to put into practice what we have learned through research. So we should all speak up and we can do that nicely, but we should do it persistently. So the second point I want to make is that our work to get people active, especially walking and biking and using transit for transportation, is an essential component of fighting climate change. And climate change is, is fast becoming, maybe, I think, will become the biggest health problem on the planet. And 
we as physical activity people have expertise in some of the solutions that need to be implemented. And one is to get people walking and biking more. And there's a built environment component to that. There's a educational component to that. There's a policy component to that to invest more in walking, biking, and transit and invest less in car travel. And this is something, the priority that every everybody has a stake in. And so I encourage everybody to look into how you can use your physical activity expertise to help with the climate crisis. So maybe with that call to action, I will end my comments. Great points about advocacy and fighting the climate change. Thank you. This was an honor and pleasure to have you as a guest. Thank you, Ali. And if you got interested in measuring context of sedentary behavior or physical activity, we have good news for you. Vibion platform provides convenient way to collect contextual information. It includes a cloud platform and easy-to-use mobile app for both Android and iOS. It has shown its capabilities in several large EU projects and is now available globally. Our product expert, Dr. Miriam Caprita, is glad to have a chat to see if our platform could help you make better research with less hassle. So feel free to book a quick video call with Miriam from the link in the episode description. Thanks for listening and have a great day.